0: the internet and welcome to season 173 episode 3 of the
1: daily zeitgeist
0: oh, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. <laughs> i kind of paused there because i can't i can't believe it. season 173 holy shit yeah. put it down put the mic down uh yeah we're gonna walk away 173 <laughs> feels like you know good number What we've always been working towards. Right, right. Nice round number. Uh, (laughs) This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Wednesday, February 24th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Good googly moogly Miles' calves are juicy. Good googly moogly Jack's thighs are pasty. That is courtesy of Ginger W. And I am thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray.
2: This is for all the deregulators out there. We're coming for you. Hey, keep. <sighs> <Regulators. clears throat> hit my plug quick. Okay. It was a cool black night. It snowed too soon. Teddy C was on the streets flying to Cancun. A break for the kids trying to be a good dad. Just flying on the slide, slinging back home. Just hit the wrong side of the F.E.R.C. On a mission <laughs> trying to side billionaires. G. Seen electricity bills. No need to tweak. Are you simps gonna pay times 213. Uh, thank you to bottles and fans on oh, that the Discord. Two hundred
0: and thirteen. Yeah,
2: you bro, your <laughs> your bill will be times two one X. three. Uh, sur-
0: surge pricing. Uh, exactly two hundred and thirteen. That's the
2: number. Nate, dog, forgot about. Oh Nate, loved you. Oh,
0: man. What a. So, some of the all time great vocal performances, uh, yeah. and also singing in a way that, uh, and this has nothing to do with your performance just then because that was beautiful, uh-huh. but like that makes uh, people who can't sing like feel like they can sing
2: along. That's like me. I always felt like I could sing along, and uh, I think because his his range is isn't you know he's not he's not two one three yeah you know, yeah it's just, just two one three yeah yeah it's like right it's, in the it's same accessible range. yeah.
0: Uh well we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by uh, a first time guest here on TDZ. Yeah. Uh, he is the brilliant, the talented. You may know him from behind the bastards. He is Mister Garrison Davis.
3: Oh. Hi, I'm not. <laughs> I'm the person who's not gonna sing. Oh, because out my. of out of like the three talents I have, music is not one of them. What are okay. the
2: three? What are the three that you would consider if if you're a superhero? Your abilities: <sighs> S-
3: standing in absurd amounts of chemical weapons, holding a camera steadily, um, uh-huh. doing a whole bunch of research into Nazis without getting like super depressed. Still, still pretty depressed, but not but <laughs> <Right. I'm> not <laughs> right. depressed to the point where I can't function. Right. Just enough know. to
2: keep the work going, exactly, like a hero would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I
3: guess my last talent would be climbing and jumping and stuff. I don't Sick. know. Parkour. Climbing that and jumping. Of... Oh, yeah, like, that's, you that's parkour? W- yeah, I was actually a parkour instructor for like a few years before I started doing oh. whatever whatever I do now.
2: Right. Reporting on extremism.
3: Yeah, that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> went from extreme went... <laughs> sports to reporting on extremism. You beat me to it, Miles. Yep. Sorry. Um great
0: minds in that. So I think we can just say this dude is extreme. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what we know. One way or another. Thanks. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) uh, Garrison, you're also uh, young to the point that you had never heard. That was the first time you had heard uh,
3: regulators or anything of. of,
0: Yeah. The G-Funk
2: era. Are you familiar with the G-Funk era? No. Okay. That's fine.
3: I'm I'm a capital Z Zoomer. Hey.
0: The Zoomer. Yeah. Cool. Well. Wait, do you hate us?
3: (laughs) <laughs> nah. No, okay. all, all my friends are people in their <laughs> right. thirties.
2: I know, like I see the people you run with. I'm like, nah, he can't be, he's probably cool. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, Garrison, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about today. Uh, we are going to continue with our ongoing coverage of the Texas fuckery off the charts. Uh, right now, companies are... Not being cool to their employees, shockingly, what? Uh, in in the Here? Lone Star State. Yeah, hmm. uh, we're gonna talk about <laughs> Rudy Giuliani's uh, the chase film that he's been uh, starring in <laughs> for the Slow past motion. few days. Slow mo chase film. Uh, we'll talk about the um, five hundred thousand lives that have been lost due to the COVID pandemic and how uh, there is equal distribution across uh, racial and ethnic groups and why that is and uh we'll talk about Joe Biden uh just a little update with Joe uh wh- where he's at with the wealth tax with releasing children from cages uh I watched I care a lot uh wanted to check in with that that's like the number one thing on Netflix right now Uh, I want to talk about uh, the next great film franchise, uh, Blade Force, um, (laughs) based on just a video, a news video someone tweeted to us uh, about some rollerblade cops. Oh, I saw saw that and
3: I was very (laughs) happy.
0: (laughs) So cool. Uh, And we will also talk about uh, the Jeep Cherokee uh, and why they should retire that name. All of that, plenty more, but first, Garrison, we like to ask our guest, what is something uh, from your search history that's revealing about who you are?
3: Uh, Let's see. The most recent thing from my search history is uh, San Francisco homelessness robot, because uh, today I, I saw on Twitter the Boston Dynamics dog robot being used by the NYPD, not not great um and i and i wanted to see how long san francisco has been using their homelessness robots the robots that like just go around and attack homeless people sleeping. Right. um it's, it's since like i it was i was doing it for a tweet anyway it's from it's it's since 2017 so going on i guess geez 4 years now oh my god so
2: yeah um san francisco on the cutting edge of uh, brutalizing the unhoused technologies using,
3: yeah using robots to attack uh marginalized people and people who need help yeah. yeah so I actually
0: i'm not really familiar with well first of all so the nypd is using that terrifying, terrifying dog robot yes. yeah uh, how in in what way
3: i mean they claim it's for like going into houses where there's like an armed suspect but we'll we'll see how it gets used i mean it, it it's it's very could very easily be of you know, like an, an efficient like surveillance tool um thing mean, like it could be used for a lot of things that's just the thing that nypd is saying they're going to use it for so we'll see
2: Right. It's I pretty new. Th- they're pivoting away from like military, like straight up military technology because the optics are bad. And they're like, what about like fucking expensive ass robots that are scary shit? It's like 70- 70. <laughs> they don't <laughs> keep hitting us <laughs> much with the like cooler. militarized police shit. What about like future fun dog police? It's like right.
3: almost $100,000 for the robots.
2: <laughs> right. And you think about those robots, right? It's like how many, how much are you spending on the robots and the maintenance? And you, you couldn't it's just put that towards- yeah okay,
3: whatever. and you have to pay someone to operate it. You have to do like have some people to like take care of it, manage it. All those people are getting paid for something I think where you
0: have to feed yeah. it orphans. I think that's what it that is with the Boston Dynamics yeah. robots.
3: yeah, that is that's the one caveat.
0: like, what possible use that's like altruistic could there be for a dog shaped robot that, like, you can't knock over like that's like the cool thing about it is like man try and kick this thing over you can't knock it over it'll right Um, it just keeps coming bro
3: i guess therapy uses (laughs) i don't know
0: (laughs) therapeutic Um, they should just give it like a a smoochy like face from uh The I, Simpsons. Or-
2: I mean, even like reading like the handholdy like local news. Like, let's just give the PD a BJ with how cool this robot is reporting. It's not even like doing real. Like, it's not saying anything a <laughs> no. real dog or human couldn't do. It's like this dog. This is a quote: This dog is going to save lives, protect people, and protect officers, and that's our goal. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. <laughs> His name is Frank DiGiacomo, but Digi is in there. So it that, feels futuristic. That, I just that sucks. To and then they said this robot is able to use its artificial intelligence to navigate things. Very complex environments,
3: <laughs> Like a brain could. Yeah. Brain.
2: <laughs> OK. And what else? It's covered with cameras and lights, which allows police to get a real time look at things, even in darkness. It's like Great. Playing a video game.
3: Oh, goody. <laughs> Again, night vision, flashlights.
2: what are you doing here
3: i i, I have a th- I have a thermal camera that I got for reasons, right anyway, anyway yeah.
2: Yeah. So did I when I was a kid. You won't remember this, but there's a thing called Spy Tech. I I had spy
3: days. I had Spy Tech in the in the early 2000s. Oh,
2: so wow. they brought it back around. Okay, I'm glad to see it's the, it's it's
3: it's it's still been going strong. Honestly, spy intergenerational tech is, unity. Yeah, over it spy can tech. it can unite the millennials and the Zoomers. We can they, all have they on on improved? Over spy tech. Tech. It? Like no, it improved they have it? because I remember when oh, I thought <laughs> it looked cooler.
0: When I was a kid, Spy Tech was like. I, bullshit it was b- No it's still bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, It's yeah. still bullshit was,
2: I remember I got the I remember everybody wanted Like the heat seeker radar thing That was like straight up Like predator type shit Where you could yeah. go Oh there's heat over there I remember Fucking my parents got me Like the fingerprint Invisible ink With the light yep. kit And I'm like Yo this shit is bullshit bro yep. And I'm just writing like Fuck you on the wall And then just like Using <laughs> the light to be like <laughs> that's That's good Yeah uh yeah
0: and just i mean this kind of ties into what you were saying earlier about your your skill set of being able to stand uh well uh chemical weapons I- in vast amounts of chemical weapons because uh yeah. that, the police police forces were uh the the ones who were using those against you.
3: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mix, mix of uh, I guess it was mostly DHS and the Portland Police Bureau. Um, right. Yeah, last last summer. I mean, also also a whole bunch of proud boys. You used an absurd an absurd amount of mace last year. One day in August, where I was I was kind of I was burning for days after that. Um, yeah, real fun. Yeah,
2: yeah and that yeah.
3: That, that 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 was the day um, uh, a proud boy broke Robert Evans' hand. Same day. Oh wow! Just another just another Sunday Saturday whatever it was. <laughs> just I yeah, just
1: learned the.
0: I just learned the origin of uh, the Proud Boy name, which is... Oh,
3: the Aladdin thing? (laughs) The Aladdin thing. Yeah, Yeah. real dumb.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Did you know this, Miles, that it's based on... So there was a useless uh, plot in the original Aladdin script uh that was like aladdin's mom and she was just like you know not not useful for dramatic purposes and she had a couple songs that were cut from the film one of them was about how she was proud of her son and the proud boys seized on that like the men's rights movement seized on that as like their thing like what you can't be proud of a boy anymore and that's how that's uh where we got proud boys from
2: Yeah, very adult like thinking by co opting (laughs) Disney, distressed Disney IP to like give your origin story to your fucking hate group. uh, Really put your head in the books, man. Crack those books open and learn about some shit, man. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Uh, What is something, Gary, something you think is underrated?
3: Okay, this is something I get bullied a lot for. I'm going to say instrumental music. That's what I'm going to say. Because I don't know. Ever since I was a little kid, I could not listen to music with lyrics and have the lyrics make any sense it would all just kind of turn it it would all it would, it would all just sound like music to me um mm. like, oh, I, like I, rather I than just,
2: hearing like lyrics yeah
3: i don't hear lyrics i just hear yeah. like other instruments essentially um oh, okay so and basically i listened to instrumental music because it's more interesting because it has i don't know I, I think there's more thought into the actual sound of it because i just can't enjoy lyrics it ta- it, it it takes too much it takes too much focus yeah. And my brain to like try to understand what, what people are saying. Um, so all my, basically all my Spotify stuff is all like a, a mix of electronic and old timey instrumental stuff. And all my friends bully me for it. Oh,
2: um, I love instrumental music. It's the, it's the perfect texture, uh, mm. like sonically, I think. Yeah. Because yeah, to your point, like there's a, there's a thing I've noticed. Cause as I play like more music, just sort of ambiently during the, like throughout the day, when I play songs that have like lyrics and like like songs that I really like, it's a distraction because like suddenly I'm like trying to think. And then I start singing like a guitar solo out loud because I'm like, oh, yeah, that part versus like instrumental music. I can very much be like, yep, there it is. It's I, I I know it's there. I like it. It's giving me joy, but it's not distracting me too much with like taking too much of my attention.
0: Mm. And by old-timey uh, instrumental music, you mean like from the 80s? Yeah, oh. 90, late <laughs> 90s. No,
3: I mean, everything from, I mean, I have stuff from like, I don't know, I have old like um, union songs with the lyrics stripped that have been like huh. oh, remixed and stuff. It's like a nice um, fiddle
0: in the background? Yeah, you know,
3: the yeah. mix of that, I don't know, some like remixed jazz, I don't What, know. Do, your,
2: what do your friends tell you you should be listening to?
3: I don't, all my because of because I'm in Portland, everyone listens to like folk punk and stuff. So you know everyone's all uh, everyone's all the Yeah, you're good,
2: man. <laughs> you're right,
0: man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it, like it's fine, but I'm never yeah, yeah. I'm never gonna go out of my way to listen to it.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's also aggressive. Like when you try to be like, oh, you listening to that? I mean, like, look, we're gonna listen what the fuck we we need to to get through this shit. Okay. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Uh, what is something you think is overrated, Garrison?
3: robots jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> robots, Every- jesus everyone's like oh robots are so fun I'm like no they've done like nothing good ever <laughs> they've only been bad
2: yeah i think all it's done is the best thing people can say robots have done is like it's helped people make more money faster that's yeah basically yeah and yes there's like off medical applications but i think like overall i think those robotics things i think of just like the factory lines and like how much more you can crank out with robots yeah. and things like that. But and also how it's Boston making me out.
3: making the environment worse. There, once we start giving robots guns, that's gonna suck. Um, they're all bad. <laughs> I don't think anything really good's gonna come of robots, but people still like them because Star Wars. I guess I don't know. I, yeah. I like I like Star Wars, and I, of course I like R two D two, but I don't. I'm terrified of robot guns. It's
2: funny cuz that like anti homeless robot is kind of like R2D2 shaped he, like, I like, know. This, like, it's like egg thing uh, and you're so like so sad co-opt his beautiful form for your it's evil.
3: Su- it sucks cuz like the robot just goes around and like pokes people. It
2: right. sucks. Right. It's, just shoes
3: them away. It's the yeah. worst. And you can get in a lot of trouble for breaking it. Oh, it sucks. Terrible.
0: What other what other robots are like being used, I guess there's like you were saying the factory floor robots.
3: Factory robots I mean you can you know think of um, like a computer uh, flown like drones and stuff for surveillance, for dropping bombs. Um, I don't know, just ro- 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 like robots in general. Just I don't, yeah. I don't, I can't they think need, of very yeah. many good ones.
2: They need right. a they need a PR campaign like to write <laughs> the ship for that because like yeah, you could cut together a bunch of horrific robot videos, but like. Whereas the one you're like, oh, robot. Or you're like, you know what? That's that robot that robot did good.
0: Well in in the Star Wars universe, robots are like a thing that people who are you know, lower class or like farm laborers like work with and like sell parts for. And they're basically you know, slaves Skywalker. in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. And they're basically slaves and like treated like absolute shit. But in reality, they are a tool of like you have to be a massive corporation to uh, create or the military to create uh, a robot. It's not like people are just like picking up robot parts and building their own robots. Well, I, I did in have that streets. one
2: Lego kit. Back in the right, day. right that was te- yeah. I mean, I technically made a robot, so
0: yeah. But that's like a fantasy of Hollywood that like robots are just like a a thing that we can
2: all just like they're, yeah mess, slaves. Mess we don't have with. to feel bad about right. <laughs> I think is
1: right. what the aim is of robots. You know yeah, I mean? like how they're real help, steel. Like, used.
2: Right. That uh
0: Hugh Hugh Jackman movie where like the robots are like hang out in junkyards and like they pick up little pieces from. <laughs> Uh um, wait,
2: they were sentient in that movie?
0: No, no. Uh that that's just like where you find them. They're, oh they're oh not
2: got sentient. you. I thought like yeah. there was a bunch of robots kicking in a junkyard, like smoking cigarettes, like throwing dice or something. But, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> they're just on shutdown mode.
1: Right.
0: Um Wally also.
2: Wally um, also, yeah. One, one of
3: the great robots, but Yeah. Wally's I'm... not
0: Wally's not rolling through that door. I
3: guys. mean, and Wally's existence is a example of how messed up everything is a whole robot basically making cities out of trash because we've wrecked the earth so yeah, yeah again yeah. it's not a we don't want to have a wally robot if we have a wally robot we're already <laughs> in a lot of trouble
0: up. <laughs> yeah we're pretty yeah. fucked up <laughs> oh wow, but he's so cute uh, he is, he is. maybe it's cute. worth it i don't know all right let's take a quick break and we'll be right back And we're back. Uh, and uh, let's check in with the most recent uh, crisis that is revealing uh, the threadbare uh, social fabric that is is crumbling all around us, uh, and that is the Texas storm, the Texas uh,
2: freeze. freeze. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like you're saying every. It's like COVID. Uh, in that this yeah. is now just highlighting all the failings of capitalism and like the free market, baby, that now when something goes wrong, people are left to fend for themselves. There's no support. And they're like, oh, that, well, that's your problem. Um, case in point. Now, this latest story that I was reading, the Daily Beast is talking about how many workers who have been stranded or like without Internet or power to whether like it's to commute or telecommute, whatever, to their jobs um, you know, they're having issues getting to work, doing work to get their wages um, and the employers, you know, they are, you know, they understand that these are historically fucked times uh, in the state of Texas. Well, their and commercials now, at the beginning of COVID told us they did. They exactly. Said in these in, in historic these, times. And they're saying in these times, uh, if you are unable to go to work or work remotely due to loss of electricity during last week's destructive winter storm. You must consider those lost days as vacation. Otherwise, you will go without pay. Fun. That's that's a policy that a lot of people are like have been sending emails. It's, it seems to be like in the Dallas Fort Worth area. So there's uh, Bell Textron, which is like a helico- formerly he- Bell Helicopter, United Ag and Turf. The, the city of Dallas also was sending these very similar emails about saying like, "Hey y'all, uh, we get it. If you know you can't work, maybe just call that a vacation, and then." That's how we'll avoid losing money here. Go to Cancun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is
0: amazing that they're like, that's your vacation. Meanwhile, Ted Cruz is taking an actual vacation.
2: Yeah. Um, or the the AG, uh, f- like, fucked off to Utah, too. Like, the second it hit. Oh, really? You know, I didn't know here. that. Yeah.
3: Good for him. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> he needs a break. I mean, these. W- it's hard robbing the society that you're supposed to watch over, blend Yeah. yeah. I do have to say, uh, I do appreciate the uh, move from Bell Helicopter to Bell Textron because they're yeah, at least Jesus telling Christ. us, like, <laughs> they're at least being like, "Oh shit, we're not, we're more evil than like a Bell Helicopter." Can we go?
3: Cyberpug tried to warn <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah. it, it tried with robots with all this stuff. They tried, and everyone's like, "Oh, neon lights, that's cool." Totally missed the point.
2: Right. Everything's big and Textron. Welcome. <laughs> You're like,
3: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. the a lot of explanations that like uh, these companies were giving were never like, Oh man, we need to l- take a look at that. We didn't realize that was happening. It was like w- the biggest one seemed to be like, well, like we contract with the government a lot of times. So like, you got to talk to them whether or not we can build them for like emergency pay. So like, that's kind of like what the fucking deal is going on here. And other companies said, Oh, I mean, yes, they could do that. And oh, but I mean not to say like if they don't have vacation time, obviously they they they'll have to do what they can. They can just borrow against their future paid time off. Oh, those well that's instances. cool. Like nobody actually was like, Whoop, well, you caught us. That's a bad look, and we're doing it right. It was just all this like bureaucratic hot potato, like well, talk to HR, talk to the federal government. I don't know. What do you want me to say? Um, but I think the biggest thing is that like in Texas, there's just no requirement for people to pay any vacation time, right? So, like, there's just no safety net for people in any sense, and so again, this means that, like, so it's an employer by employer decision that's being made to be cruel.
3: What, like a, it's it's such a quintessential American experience, just like distilled into its purest form. All of these problems that Texas is dealing with, because Texas is like the most American state, right? Right, and all these things are just like such a great example of how everything is set up to fail yeah. regular people
2: right. right like imagine a, a fr- the freeze but it's nationwide in whatever right. form that comes it comes to i mean yeah it's like going to be a fucking disaster because again like texas is like a micro color i don't know maybe macro it's so big of like runaway deregulation for decades and then like patting themselves on the back because they have cheap power or whatever and just because things are stable but the second you introduce in any element of chaos or instability the shit just completely breaks apart and it's just leaving behind just blood and death
3: yeah i mean it's not even just texas like at the same time this was all happening in texas um uh most of portland's power shut off during an right. ice storm as well um i mean all of my friends um were with, with without power for like days and days. Um, I had, had I I was lucky like enough to have power based on the part of the city I'm in. I had I had to have p- people had to come over to my place to get you know, power and stuff and to, and to like keep warm. Um, we had like a whole grocery store collapse, like Jeez. literally like the roof collapsed because of all the snow buildup because wow. the buildings w- were built cheaply because people didn't plan on this type of weather. Right, right. so this it's all stuffs like you know this type of you know extreme climate conditions are only going to get worse. We're gonna have more of these things happening, right? This isn't the first. This isn't the first time some, something this has happened in Texas. Um, it's not gonna be the last time, and right. it's gonna happen It'll across more the country. It's gonna be more frequent, to be more extreme, right? Yeah. Like, it's like I was looking at the video from. It, it was. Um. It was a Safeway uh, outside of Portland that just completely collapsed, and it's like, yeah, that's like what you see in movies. It's just like the buildings just collapsed because of all the ice.
0: Based on your conversations with them, did your friends enjoy their vacation from electricity? Though, no, was it, was well, it so, enjoyable?
3: For, mostly not. All most of these friends are like huh. kind of anti-technology, but like in a way that they, <laughs> right. they still use technology. So, no, not really. Right. Um, they'll they'll like meme about it, but they were like cold. Right. That, and that sucks
0: that Facebook post that we got from that uh, mayor early on oh we, god like he just said the he said what everybody like he, he said, said the American truth. shit he, yeah, oh, the
2: wow. he said the quiet part out loud truth. yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, that's that's all you need to know about I think like,
2: and I think it's like <laughs> I wish the news could report. you never see like MSNBC be like is he telling a lie, though? Right, you know what I mean? Right, or right. CNN? Just because right. like that's real. That's real. You could, if you're in the fucking mainstream media, you could say, let's be, let's keep it to Virgil's real quick. This fucking, the sentiments expressed by that person is exactly what we see play out at every level well, when we're talking about people in need in this country. So yes, while the to say these things is deplorable for a leader- we also have this culture inbuilt in our country. And actually we need to confront that more than acting like these like random blemishes pop up in our fucking media landscape. Like, Oh, here's somebody saying this weird thing that we all know to be true right. rather than accepting that. Like, this is really the really insidious part about our culture and that we need to figure out how to, you know, have a reconciliation with that, a reckoning with it. Yeah. But you know, it's easier to just be like, oh, can you believe that guy? well, pretending like this isn't how all the shit is everywhere
0: they should have given him a show so we just like always know what you know he did he did a perfect job of expressing how texas was going to treat people ahead of yeah. time just but he just
2: did it in the way that like people like shitty people agree with so he wanted to be right. a little more objective he's <laughs> right. like look what i'm saying is if you look at the budgets the way the regulations are built we're clearly not incentivizing or even making it a priority to treat people humanely. That's right. all I'm saying, right. right? Let's say here's the here's the receipts, y'all.
1: Right.
0: Give him a, con- but, a translator who like puts. <laughs> but his- yeah, at the end of the day, it's
2: <laughs> it's just jarring because yeah, you see those videos of people living in just the horrifying conditions, right. and you still have people with the gall to go on TV and you know point fingers in every direction but the ones they need to be.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, this next story might be the one good use of the Boston uh, <laughs> robot, The uh, Boston, is it Dynamics robot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that is to serve <laughs> Rudy his papers. Uh, the, uh, this dude is facing a $1.3 billion lawsuit from the Dominion Voting Systems, and he is, uh, it's like Running Man. He's just out here uh, treating New York like... You know, one big game of hide-and-seek from the people trying to serve him as papers.
2: of at one point... I mean, look, Jack, if you knew somebody was trying to hit you with a oh. 1.3 <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would fucking dig
2: underground full... I, I don't even know what the fuck y'all talking about. I think I'm dead, actually. Um, but yeah, it's obviously because he had the starring role in The Big Lie, uh, right. starring Rudy Giuliani, uh, a, a Donald Trump joint. And, you know, the funny thing was he knew... That it was the end, you know, like he knew the big lie was up. Dominion is like, we told you to keep fucking around and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And they said, okay, again, with Mike Glendale, you fuck around. Then you go into the find out phase. Rudy was beginning to find out. So he's running. Uh, They first tried to serve it to him over email. And he wouldn't respond. And then they're like, you know, he had numerous times to even decline email service, say that he wants it in person. But he was just acting like, oh, no, I didn't get that. Like, you know, some people do with bills and things like that. And then it turns into... Uh, people chasing him across like his, his, the building he was in. I'm just going to read this like little bit from the daily (laughs) news. It said February 7th, Giuliani hopped into the passenger seat of an SUV and tried to quickly close the SUV door as a process server lunged forward (laughs) with a bag full of documents (laughs) that got lodged between the door. Rudy says, quote, this is not the way it's supposed to be done. You should have gone to my office. (laughs) <laughs> According to the account, a driver for Giuliani and the doorman pulled the bag of papers free from the SUV door so that Giuliani could close it. And the process server placed the bag in front of Giuliani's building, uh, which the doorman had locked because apparently his doorman was helping him out and kept locking the door <laughs> behind Rudy whenever he come in the building. Oh, and so the funny. doorman would only let in people he knew. So like. He had the homie hook it up by the door. And then, so when he put the pro- the papers down, the process server said, these documents now belong to Giuliani. But the story goes on. The process server then saw a maintenance worker toss the documents into a street trash can. And then when the person went in, there's like, oh, my God, is that really the shit? It was it was the actual fucking documents. And then Just later threw on it
0: in a trash can on the street yeah, in
2: New York, they said for t- then it continued for two more days, not to mention before this, they were trying to find him. It went for two days trying to go to his apartment, trying to go to his office, wherever the fuck they thought he would be. He was ducking them. And then finally, like, an assistant at his office came out and, like, accepted it. And... You know. Is
0: this a uh, a sound legal strategy? I gotta ask you guys. I I'm not familiar with. I'm, I'm not no a legal expert. I'm no legal <laughs> expert. But but just avoiding getting the lawsuit is that has yes, anybody sure. ever succeeded I mean, I, long, I, well, long term in that?
3: I know a little bit about this because there was this um a few years ago. I was looking into this uh this Nazi again shocker um who <laughs> uh, who were um people were trying to uh, sue. Uh, because he was Nazi and needed like Nazi violent stuff. Anyway, um, and they, but like they couldn't sue him because he kind of fell off the grid and people couldn't find where to serve papers. So, like it was this whole like investigation into figuring out where he is so that you could serve, um, documents there was like this whole like investigative team that was like (laughs) like narrowed it down to the city and then like narrowed it down to like what grocery store he frequents then they would like stand in the grocery store waiting for him to get groceries and then like try to you know serve him the try to serve him the documents but they never could there was like one time that like one of the investigators saw someone who thought Thought it was him in the grocery store, but didn't think it was. And it turned out it actually was, and then like like didn't see him for like months and months after. And they're like they were like beating oh. themselves up over it. Um, can you imagine? That was him. <laughs> you
1: blew it. <laughs> the fuck. God damn it. We gotta wait another month in the process.
3: <laughs> yeah, it sucks. That's... So I I get like as long as they can never never give you the papers, you're they're yeah. they're not
2: they're they're not suing you yet. Whether or not that can be used at the trial, yeah, I don't know. I mean, because that would clearly be like, uh, your honor, this person was literally evading any form of accountability. Like he was running from us <laughs> because he knew what was going on. You don't, uh, I don't know. And uh, according to all his like sound bites before he was, before he got this uh, paper served, he was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm with that. Hit me with that billion dollars. They're just trying to fucking pump me. I'm ready. I have receipts. They don't want to know. They don't want to see me in court. Actually, you know what? I would like that, because I would like to go to court and bring out all this evidence. Cut to you running the fuck away constantly. (laughs) Just tires squealing. Uh, (laughs) Just be like, driver, get the doors out of it. Get the Uh, documents out of the door. (laughs) Like, come on. with,
3: with With the Giuliani thing, who should... Who, who is your pick to do, Who is your pick to direct this movie?
2: Oh, jeez! <laughs> I, I think like a guy Richie, kind of snatch type. You know, keep it upbeat with some good music. Um, or you could do like whoever
0: directed the latest Tom and Jerry uh, cartoon. That's That'd out on, <laughs> that that would be good on because it's that would be very like just... three directors,
2: one story. The Giul- <laughs> Giuliani evading the the summon story.
0: I do. It's so great the way this clashes with. He and Mike Lindell just being like, yes, finally, you're going to bring the lawsuit. You've walked right, right into my trap because now we'll really find out uh, the real case that I've been doing behind the scenes. <laughs> it's
2: uh, so whack. It's just like, you know, like when people <laughs> lie, and they're like, yeah, you'll see. Yeah, you'll see. And you're like, yeah, we will, motherfucker. We will see. And right now it's like that interim period where you can bluff that you have the proof until you have mm. to actually put the cards down. You know, it's like poker, baby. But now he's now he's crying, you know. On TV, he's like, "I've lost sixty five million in revenue."
0: Who, Michael Lindell?
1: Yes, this was
2: yeah, six yeah. hours ago. This headline just came out. He says election fraud claims have cost him sixty five million in revenue. I mean, whatever that means to him, fine. But like, but where's all this energy, Mister Patriot Hero?
0: The weirdly, like the um, case against him that uh, their bre- that Dominion is bringing is like. They they kind of framed it as like he was doing all of this to make money, which I don't know why they did that, because even if he's losing money by claiming this, it's still like not good. I guess I guess maybe it's a matter of like whether he actually believes it.
2: Yeah. And probably what they can prove. Like, yeah, that sounds hard to incentive. prove. In court. <laughs> right. Because like you have to probably prove like for Giuliani, Powell, Trump, it's easy to know what the incentive is like. They're being paid to do this by Trump, who's the, the main beneficiary of the lie. Whereas, like he, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a fucking lawyer, so I'm just gonna shut up. But I, 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 I wonder if that's part, partly, like they can actually prove like this connection of like he's doing this, like he's participating in this because there's something in it for him to continue to defame the company.
0: But that doesn't doesn't need to be like a straightforward. It's a immediate rise in sales, like that. That's what is seems questionable to me that they like made it that they made it contingent on that because it could easily just be he's trying to get a uh authoritarian coup with his best friend as the Fuhrer. Like what like what do you that, <laughs> like, what more do you need for like incentives?
2: You're now you're talking like millennial court.
1: Right. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. right. Like,
2: that's why yeah. we would we should be able to be like, hey, my honor, uh look, this dude like like Jack just said, his best friend is gonna be the Fuhrer and he wanted a front row seat. That's what the fuck the deal. Was. Right. But yeah.
0: It does seem outdated to me that um we still need to like play tag with people who are uh, being sued instead of like yeah I, that there's
2: a tag clause in right. being <laughs> being held to account for your crimes.
0: Right. Like couldn't you just like get outside of their house and blare through like a sound system? Like it just right. seems like there's plenty of ways you could make it unavoidable.
3: This to is them. why I'm super excited to get sued. Is because right. I can just parkour away and I'm
2: Oh that'd be a sick scene with Rudy does parkour, <laughs> but like you're his stunt double <laughs> and they cut her and he's like, Oh shit, they got me. <laughs> and you're like, Oh shit, Rudy
0: Garrison, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's your who's your pick? We I don't think we got your pick for the uh, Um
3: we could get the uh, the guy who did Oceans Eleven, I think, would be would would make Soderbergh. like a pretty would yeah. like make like a pretty funny movie based on that. Like, like it wouldn't be good, but it'd be, like, funny to watch.
0: Yeah. I right. think.
3: Like, <laughs> I don't know, because I, I think he will take it overly seriously in some ways, and it'll just turn into kind of being ac- accidentally campy. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Um, what was that one, uh, f- like, French parkour film? Oh, D13? Yeah, D- yeah. D- District 13, yeah. Yeah, they, that's who the director should be for.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I forget who directed that, but the, the, the main star of that was the guy that people credit for being the inventor of parkour, David Bell.
2: Oh really? oh really? Yeah. Just... Oh, it's a Luc Besson movie? Oh. I didn't even know that. All no, right. No, I didn't know, I didn't know that either. Um It's
3: it's okay. Um the French version's better than the American adaption. So there you, yeah, the, right, the, right. There you go. Yeah, right, right. Yeah,
2: that's what I meant. The Luke the French version. Yeah. Starring Rudy Giuliani. St- right. now
3: starring Ru- Ru- Rudy Giuliani, yes.
0: <laughs> I feel like that's one of those art forms or you know, skills that you can't beat uh just watching somebody do it in a YouTube video because like with Hollywood it's too easy to be like, oh that was probably special effects or whatever. Um it's like street magic. It's like making a movie about street magic.
2: You're like, yeah, well that
0: could have been a that could have been an in camera uh special effect. Well it's
2: funny because like that I remember, you know, back in my day in the late nineties, they used like it was like they would call that shit freestyle walking. Right, you know what I mean? Like the beginning of just like wiling out, like with your feet, and just like doing some weird shit. and I was like that. I remember my friend Chris. We would always laugh and be like, "Yo, freestyle walking." We and had just like the same bit. It's just That's so, so, so funny. stupid <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> oh, kamikaze okay. walking. That's yeah. why we do shit like that. And then you're like, you then like twenty years later, you're like, oh shit, they did that. Like,
0: <laughs> they figured it out. But it was based off of, there was like a MTV like segment yeah. where they were like and these MTV guys know free freestyle walkers and but they weren't even doing parkour. They would just like jump off a bench and do a spin. It was so basically yeah. like it's like it's it was a it's prank. Like, but it's like yeah. the
3: office parkour that has that's tormented me yeah. for every day of my life now. Yeah. When people um, just like yell at me when I you yeah. <laughs> know <Freestyle> terrible walking. <laughs> Dude, <freestyle> uh, walking.
2: <laughs> Because then it was soaping before that. What? Remember the shoes soaps that had the grind plate? It had a grind plate. Oh, the little uh, roller things. No, it didn't have a. It didn't have wheels on the
1: sole. Oh, I see what you're saying. There was a
2: like by the arch. There was like a grind plate, so you could just hit a fucking ten stair in your skate shoes on your feet. That's and I remember my boy Jeff just fucking shattered his clavicle, like fucking. On trying to bust it like a sixteen stair, and I remember like we were like twelve or thirteen at the time, and like the big thing we teased him about was like, "Yo, we heard your mom had to help you pee because like you couldn't use your arms." (laughs) Dork. Yeah. Um. Oh, your mom's a nurse. Cool.
0: (laughs) Real cool, dude. Uh, that really seems like one of those things that's so irresponsible of them to sell that they would have to like come up with a fake use, like why the thing is on there, because uh like sliding down banisters on your feet like for (laughs) six that doesn't seem like it should be legal anyways uh shout out to the nike soaps probably wasn't nike
2: no they were Uh, their own they were their own company nice good for them
0: yeah shout out to them uh all right and let's uh let's actually take a quick break and we'll come back And we're back, and it's been covered in the media recently that America just crossed the 500,000 people lost COVID-19 uh, milestone. Uh, obviously, very grim milestone. But Miles, you were pointing out that uh, it's it's worth looking within the statistics. That-
2: yeah, just to keep reminding people, you know, because I think. Everybody has different kinds of cultural, socioeconomic, ethnic blind spots, probably to like what the pandemic might look like to your community, your city, whatever uh, your friend group. And the you know, when you look at the figures, obviously, we've talked a lot about, uh, you know, the fact that people of color have really been the you know, the biggest group that's been disproportionately affected by the virus in terms of death. And when you look at some of these statistics that were put together just about a week ago, so right before uh, we got to 500,000, um, you look at just some of like the death per 100,000 statistics, and it's really, it's grim, right? Uh, One in 475 indigenous Americans has died. So that's 210 deaths per 100,000. One in 645 black Americans has died. That's 155 per 100,000. Uh, like It takes a second, like when you start looking at who... Is making up the country demographically, numerically, and then what, who's, you know, to to use the term grimly, like overperforming based on the actual share of people who are in the population. It's people of color uh, yeah. who are, who are really looking at death rates that are in the multiples of their white counterparts. Black Americans die at twice the rate of their white counterparts. Indigenous people, 2.2 times. Latinx, 2.4 times. And- you know, as we look around and we're, we talk about, oh, the numbers are going down and that's good. And like the UK is talking about maybe they're going to be open by June 21st and all this shit. And I see all the memes going up on UK Twitter. But, you know, in this country, too, like we're also having we're also dealing again. We're not with just how this is disproportionately impacting people of color, like in terms of when you get infected. But even with how we're distributing the care and the vaccinations, white Americans accounted for 65 percent of the number of people who have been fully vaccinated just over 5% um, who have been, who have received two doses are black. And a lot of it is too, we have really fucked up ways of measuring these demographics. Like a a black life expectancy isn't typically going to 75. So by saying, oh, people over this age can get access. You are already eliminating an entire group of people because of the negligent way uh, our healthcare system works, our lack of social, uh, social safety nets and things like that. So, it, it's it's already like it's insidious in even how we're distributing the vaccine, because like that, it's those like, well, this is the age that we're targeting. It's like, but look at but break it down demographically, like there's high risk groups in their 60s for black people that should be getting this who are just as uh, in need of this as people over 75. So, you know, all this to say, like. As as the the news focus and things change and things like that. We have to really be able to keep this at the front of our mind because, yes, while the actual pandemic response itself was just disastrous, it's, again, underlining this really violent uh, way of of treatment that we are subjecting people of color to. It's not just because, oh, well, there maybe there's something about uh, people who aren't white. The virus affects them different. That's not the fucking case. So, but yeah. it's because we aren't taking care of people. And look at some of the maps where people are getting vaccinated. Like in L.A., like South LA, where a lot of people, majority of people, that area is a majority of people of color, barely any vaccinations getting out there. Lancaster, right. fucking barely. And it's not, it's not a fucking mistake or I'm sure there's a way to have these benign explanations, but to not actually put that at the forefront and say, we have to actually meet people where they are and when they need it to be safe and address this, you know, we're, we're fucking up, but yeah.
0: It's every facet of American culture, like anytime there's a stress test, anytime you look at any facet of American culture, uh, American medicine, like just the, um, you know, down to who gets prescribed painkillers like that, that is a thing that is racist. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just any, when we're trying to address systemic and racial inequality without acknowledging that the thing we're trying to address it with is racist and right. white supremacist. It, it doesn't work. You can't well, it's fix like, but medical the people broken said tool that, with a broken tool.
2: Right. If it's over 75, it needs to be there. It, but you know, you have to be a little more, uh, you, I, I guess analytical because there's many health experts that are like, well, that's not going to, that's only going to help mostly white people and the numbers. Yeah. Are- I mean,
3: yeah, yeah, it's, that's, it's not it's not a very intersectional approach at all um yeah i mean it's 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 just it's it's all, it's overwhelming and hard to fathom
2: yeah <laughs> i mean look it's the yeah america's at the intersection of fucking supply and demand right you know That's what i mean
0: right. <laughs> let's uh talk about joe biden real quick i just like to check in with where he's coming down on uh policies that affect uh americans Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Janet Yellen recently reported that, w- in terms of how they're going to pay for various programs to help America get back after the pandemic, she said they're pursuing corporate tax and capital gains taxes. Uh, she's open to discussing a wealth tax, but Biden is not. Uh, and mm-hmm. then also just opened his first detention facility for immigrant children. So, all the uh people who were like, finally Biden won and I can now celebrate because there will no longer be children no. in cages. That's no, shit. they're
3: unaccompanied minors in overflow facilities is what right. people and my Twitter replies are saying. Because I've a outrageous amount of like you know, like capital L liberal followers because of my reporting last summer. Um, and every time I bring up stuff about Biden, I get like tens or tw- like, do- like dozens and dozens of people being like, oh, but it's the first three months or oh, but he's still dealing with the best Trump left over. Or, oh, well, it's different because X, Y and Z. And it's like they're incapable of criticizing Biden because I don't know. It's it's a, it's a it's, weird thing.
1: Yeah, it's I so think cause they're,
2: they're centering themselves when they when they defend Joe Biden. You know what I mean? They're trying to because it doesn't really bother them. And the fact right. that it's bothering other people now, yeah, it's like, well, should it? Well, no, but it's only and then now you're just hearing yeah. their rationalizations to why they aren't outraged, because yeah, really they should just be able to say, uh, just dial it back objectively. Do we still want to put kids in cages? Do we not, do we not want to reunite people? Like whether or not who, no matter who's the president, if that's the case, then why can't we demand that that happens, that we are reuniting families? And then, but here's the thing, Joe Biden, he's really, they they did a good move where, you know, there was that uh, deportation freeze that was blocked by a, a conservative judge. Yeah, and they said, "Well, the judge block. I mean, the judge blocked this. So what do you want right. me to do? Yeah. Well, then, motherfucker, you're the president. Start figuring Dude. some shit out. Start cracking <laughs> some skulls. What the fuck that's talking the thing. About? It's like, yeah,
3: I was, I was angry tweeting about that for a while, and I'm like, like, it's like I've got you know hundreds of people at this point being like, oh, well, one conservative said, no, I guess we can't do anything else. We tried. Like, no, you're the the president's the most powerful man in the country, are arguably, um, like." Like if ICE isn't lis- if ICE isn't listening, and there's a there's a judge that's blocking this, then start just dismantling ICE. Like like yeah, you can easy. you can do things. You're the most power have the most political power than anyone else in the country, possibly the world. You're gonna let one conservative judge be, like stop you? No, it's just because yeah. you don't want to put in the work. One like,
2: judge and fucking Joe Manchin are fucking <laughs> fucking everything up because suddenly the man from West Virginia, he's the stunt queen of the Senate. And he's like, oh, well, now my vote is really the deciding thing. So let me fucking fuck around with the OMB nominations or maybe Deb Holland for the interior, who absolutely should be running the interior. But he's trying to make noise like, oh, I don't know about that. Like, get the fuck out of here, because now he's found a way to be the, you know, a a little bit of a power broker and shit. And it's it's all getting fucked up.
3: (laughs) I mean, I think this also plays into how, like, the capital capital D Democratic, you know, voters Um, and, and party members are like so terrified of any criticism of the, of the democratic party. Like always, it's like, you know, oh, we can't criticize people right now. It's going to affect the midterms and oh, after the midterms, we can't criticize anyone it's going to affect the general. It's like they can, they can never take any criticism of the candidates because they feel like it's just an an attack wholly on their idea of like progressiveness. Um, even when the criticism is coming from further left, um, just because they, they feel like any of it is they, – they, they it's almost like they feel like the party is so fragile that under any criticism, they'll fall apart and the conservatives no. are going right. to get in. It's, um, it's actually
2: it – just... it's their own egos that are so fragile and will yes. fall apart at any criticism right. because the people there's... on the outside aren't looking at it like that. That's Beltway thinking. That's Hill thinking of like, yeah, you can't – don't say this about them. Da-da-da-da. Because most people aren't like wonky enough – to, to understand the optics arguments or the polling to see like why one thing doesn't work when most people think like I'm seeing that a majority of people want Medicare for all. I'm seeing a majority of people want an aggressive Green New Deal or path to renewable energy. And they that's like they just can't they can't really summon the energy to be like, wow, a majority of Americans are on this side. Let's now take that and march forth and do good rather than, you know this whole other thing of being afraid of whatever criticisms are going to come out and then immediately water down legislation that helps no one or just the people that you want to help specifically.
3: Yeah. I don't know. It's... I'm just, I'm so frustrated. I've lost, I've lost at this point, probably thousands of Twitter followers because I'm just like rage tweeting about how Biden's not doing anything. And I have all these, like, you know, these people with like Biden, Kamala, Kamala, usernames yeah, sure. getting all I mean, mad at me and I'm like, like I don't I don't care. Like yeah you're you're now you're def- you know, you have like oh I you know you have like tons of like anti Trump stuff in your bio and now you're the one quote unquote defending these you know, yeah, unoccupied the minors ground. in overflow facilities. Like no like you're too like you're too offended to call it kids in cages now that we have right. a blue person in office? Come on.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well you know stress that blue MAGA thinking. that's just Fucking the same shit. It's like, nope, fucking tunnel vision. Nothing is is wrong. But yeah, yeah, it's like rather than getting mad at the people who are have the awareness and uh, analytical skills to be like, this is not what he said he would do. This is not good objectively for children. Send your outrage to the people that are keeping the kids in the cages. Why are you getting mad at the people who are making you realize that the people that the guy who's in office who most people like he's not going to do any of this shit. That it's turning out to be true. start, then
3: start advocating for the people that, if you really give a fuck, yeah, but then they have to pause brunch. yeah and right. brunch is so tasty. But yeah, like i like I tweeted about the fucking um detention facility today. and, you know, one of one of the replies from a a person with a blue flag in their in their uh, <laughs> Twitter name is the kids in cages thing was because they're using old Walmarts to build cages and house large groups of children. Here we have modular buildings used as schools. Are there cages or are they just places where people get processed? I need more information.
2: Terrible. How about this? Cage or not, detained children. <laughs>
3: As right. you're looking at, like, fucking, like, shipping containers with, like, bars on the windows. Like, that's right. what the picture, like, really? Modular. You're not going to call it a cage? All uh-huh. I hear when
0: you say shipping containers,
2: <laughs> modular, sir. <laughs> no, that that is is modular. it's a modular
3: place that's like a school. Right. These are
2: cages or facilities. These are tiny prisons from this company that does tiny houses from the TLC show. Uh, and they're great little. Ho- it's like, what the fuck? Why? Why are Why are you going to bend your mind into saying? Because let's distill it down to the real argument, which is children should not be detained and separated from their parents, and people stop. shouldn't
3: be detained and separated for moving to a different country. I get the feeling,
0: like the feeling of okay, but Republicans are so much worse, and like strategically, if we're criticizing the Democrats, then Uh, you know where the Republicans are going to win the next thing, but like, it really, it's really starting to look like the thing they object to about the Republicans is less policy and more like the wording around it. It's more optics, yeah. Yeah, it's optics, and like that they don't want to have that put in their face that that's what goes on. Uh, they want a smooth like a cool looking president who or like a nice president who uh does the things that make their life possible behind the scenes so they don't have to think about it like that's that's the yeah. thing that i feel like they're not uh admitting to themselves
3: yeah i mean like i have seen as many tweets as there are about like you know immigrants and ice stuff that that i get from my like more you know liberal center followers it's same thing for like people being like expressing like Relief that that they don't feel obligated to check what he's tweeted today. It's like, right. he's like it, it's because it's like it's it's like an optics thing, right? It's like they don't want someone who looks rude, but they don't really care about what's actually happening. It's like yeah. it's it's what it's what I, like the facade is like, or what you know the optics are to themselves and their friends. It's like it's you know it's it's the it's it's like the respectability politics. It's almost more important than actual right. policy.
2: Or it's like someone who, like, talks shit about veganism, but, like, they couldn't for a second w- look at a meat processing facility. Yeah. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? It's yeah. like, fuck veganism. Are you serious? Meat all fucking day. Don't show me what other meats <laughs> fucking hell, fuck. Right. Like, get the fuck out. Like, you know, just fucking deal. Look at the shit in its eye and then look at reality and then do what you got to do. Or just, you know, start maybe have a little bit of self-awareness. Like, am I... Tricking myself a bit to protect myself from maybe thinking a little more critically? I mean and huh. like new things, you know, a lot of
3: these like new thing like new things are always uncomfortable, right? And it's much easier to kind of ignore things and just feel comfortable, right? Like I I I wish I could I mean, sometimes I wish I could just like disengage from everything and just, you know, live like a regular person, because you know, I assume I assume it's similar to you how we're you're like so in tuned with all the current events and all the t- horrible news and it can be overwhelming and depressing and it'd be nice yeah. if you could just, you know, fuck off into the forest and fuck not have any... Fuck off to brunch. And, and <laughs> fuck off to brunch and just not have to look at, like, not have to look at this stuff. Just, like, be completely isolated, right? So, like, part of that is attractive. um, But, you know, that's only possible if you come from, from a place of privilege. Because if you, if you aren't privileged, you can't do that. Right. So, you know, it should be people's obligation to learn about these new things and learn about these other solutions even if they seem uncomfortable. Because you have the ability to ignore them but a lot of other people don't because it's their everyday life.
2: Yeah.
0: Let's move on real quick to a story about words actually mattering because first of all that's something that we were talking about I think on yesterday's episode that um you know the connection between uh, the word kung flu being used by uh, Donald Trump a year ago and the current rash of like hate crimes against elderly Asian and Asian American people. Um, There's a, people are pushing back specifically uh, the Cherokee nation principal chief uh, Chuck Hoskin Jr. is pushing back on Jeep to retire their Cherokee line of SUVs uh, for what should be obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, The original Jeep Cherokee was introduced in 1974 so it's not like it hails from uh, no. turn like, of the yeah. century, yeah. like our
2: wagon times. That's like right.
3: basically as, old as it's basically as, as old as my parents.
2: Right, <laughs> uh, that's crazy. But
0: yeah, your parents.
2: Yeah, man, we're cool grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but
0: so Jeep. Uh Jeep issued a statement about how their vehicle names have been carefully chosen and nurtured over the years to honor and celebrate Native American people for their nobility, prowess, and pride. Oh. Um, but they're open to having a dialogue with Hoskin, which I'm sure would be in no way uh you know demoralizing and uh soul draining. Uh they but so JM, uh, our writer, pointed out that Jeep already retired the Cherokee branding uh, and then brought it back. In 2002, they were like, okay, this is a bad look. In 2002, and changed that was- the name to- <laughs> That was the year I was born. <laughs> is it really?
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, uh, I'm a baby. Okay, You anyway. are a baby.
0: Uh, but in 2002, they changed the name to the Jeep Liberty. Uh, but then oh, in right. 2014, they went back to
3: Cherokee. I didn't know this. And that's wild.
0: Yes. So like th- the reason the their statement is we want to be politically correct and we don't want to offend anybody. However, we're really opposed to stereotypes. But if you have a name that offends nobody, then you end up with a forgettable brand is what G- Jesus said. Christ. Which oh is, my God they what? are first of all, the name Liberty like it's pretty t- the, still cringy
3: still so terrible. bad
0: it's it's like they're they're blaming the us for the fact that they came up with a name that sounds like they were trying to rename French fries during the Iraq war like right and, and it just like they're like, well, that wasn't successful. Therefore, we have to go back to a explicitly racist name.
2: What the fuck? They're so. F- I mean, whatever. Like again, this is just this is what America looks like now. Like, yeah. As as like most Americans are, you know, are a little more informed than they were like from the maybe seventies consumer base. Right. Uh, like a lot of shit starts being like, oh god, like we got to get rid of all the sports teams, so many cars, and there's just like, but then the thinking with these people that are behind them are like, well, what do you want me to do? The the non-racist thing didn't sell,
0: <laughs> right? Exactly. What they, they, uh, their decision to go back to the Cherokee after the Liberty failed was based on uh focus group testing. So it's that whole. Yeah, like like you said, it's I mean, it's that all doesn't about surprise the numbers. Me. yeah. That doesn't right. that
3: doesn't surprise me that they Yeah, that's actually that's actually not shocking.
0: They also uh, used to sell a Comanche and unsubtly a Comanche Eliminator. That, uh, fe- oh my god with ads featuring white people dressed like cowboys. Jesus
3: Christ.
0: And there's a like broad history of this in cars. Pontiac is named after yeah. a real life Ottawa yeah. chief uh sold their cars using ads featuring tiny uh feathered cartoon indian braves uh in quotes that was their words working the cylinder in the engine like miniature slaves making that your car sucks. go faster yeah so that's
3: this is so much worse than i thought
2: wow yeah that this di- is- this fucking image is i mean you know but that's this is the same shit as like any kind of you know blackface yeah like Sambo type imagery of just straight up, like, look at these little colored people working their butts off for us to make life easy, Aunt Jemima pancake syrup. Right. It's like the same shit. Ugh.
0: Yeah, and we just got rid of Aunt Jemima. Like, what are that's... they gonna call?
2: I mean, what? Like, so where does where is this gonna end? They're gonna
0: they're do gonna do keep calling this? it? No, 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 no. Yeah. Not unless sense. I mean, not unless Zeitgang gets something done. <laughs> out there <laughs> After
2: this, this podcast number 250 on the charts <laughs> uh, you can't even find us on the charts in the news category we got this y'all we got it yeah i don't i mean what the fuck i'm it's yeah you'd hope at the very least right they could just make a begin to make amends be like you know what here's 70 billion dollars yeah
0: that's what i'm like if you're gonna like use it like what the at not, least not to offer. say that you can
2: continue to right but you that would be a first step to people being like yo fuck all y'all forever you know what i mean right i mean not to say that we weren't looking at this same brand over and over and over again but damn
0: but the looking at it over and over and over again and it being made to seem normal and acceptable is right. the problem right and it implicates us in their you know in that by like what you just said that thought process is like how this shit works and like mm-hmm. why it's so toxic is like, it's like, well, you guys are cool with it. So,
2: um, right. Oh, oh yo, oh, you weren't saying nothing. Oh, now you want to make it hot. Okay. All right. Woke warriors suddenly. Huh. Right. Right. But, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, That's the, that's the hardest shit. Even like when you look at like in like real estate, trying people to be like, yo, you can't say master bedroom.
1: Right. You know what
2: I mean, say primary. Right. You know I mean, you got to get rid of this like master slave, you, you know, fucking binary or relationship even just like oh the master bedroom you know it's just uh a lot of things it's funny too because there's a lot of people who will have you see like these topics come up where they're like well it's that's what it doesn't matter it's not, i'm not saying it's a i'm a slave master or right. like i'm not saying i'm against indigenous people but it's like but yeah that's where you have to say you won't die right if you can change the way you speak Right. Right. You won't die. Right. Because right. that, that would be a concern if you died because you could no longer say master bedroom, then maybe we could have a little conversation here. But if it's just purely about changing, you know, thinking for two seconds before you speak, then just that's what we owe it to each other to begin. Right. That's, how we, that's how we start building the blocks to something that feels a little more equitable. Yeah,
3: I think that yeah, part of that is I think when at least in my experience, we're talking like family and stuff about that people like assume like once you bring stuff up they like they like get defensive in a weird way because they assume like you're like implying that they're like some you know racist monster and they feel like 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 it's it's weird because like it it basically it's it it plays into like the whole white fragility thing which i feel like sometimes is people the way people talk about that is usually kind of not always helpful actually but there is actually in this instance yeah that's, that's 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 very much um what that kind of is, is that you're being asked to do this thing that you felt was like this. You felt this was just so normal and regular and you, you put no thought into it. And now looking back, you're just, like scared to be um like accused or uh, like scared to be like implied to have, you know, not so right. great views. And you want to and you so you push back on that. You it, ha- it has almost like a backfire effect where like they want to prove so much. So they have to like convince themselves that no, it's actually fine to say this thing. It doesn't actually mean anything. Then it just gets turned into this. Right, and then you want to be like, "Forth."
2: I almost want to just take people like they oh, "It's okay, it's okay, that's okay, right. that's all right." I yeah. know, I know. This feels. I know you feel like you're being attacked right now because I said you, you shouldn't say "master bedroom," and it seems so innocuous. But I'm telling you, the reason why is because it, it's it's evoking slavery. Okay, we don't want to do you. You agree slavery is wrong, right? Yes. Okay. I'm not mad that you said that, baby. That's this. This is how we learn. Yeah. Somebody has to tell you. And then what you do is you say, "Okay, let me hear. You. Let me hear. Let me get some knowledge. Let me process that. Okay, I I do agree slavery bad. I do agree that I don't want to offend people, certainly not any black people I'm around especially, uh by being careless with saying things like this." Okay, so I since I do agree with those things, now the ask is just just change just change the vocab a little bit. Yeah. That's all. Nobody's going to fucking smash you up. I know it, and I think that's the thing is we always I think that's just how our how we work as people though, like we have a, as human beings, we have the greatest capacity to overblow a potential scenario in our minds yeah. We're like you go, oh, this shit is going to happen and that's going to lead to this and this is going to happen. And I'm going to go outside and people are going to scream at me and throw garbage at me.
1: Right. You know, like
2: we all, we all have versions of blowing things out of proportion or making them a lot scarier before we get, or actually enter the confrontation, the interaction, whatever, the event. And it's always not as bad as we think and it's never as bad as we think and i think that's part of the thing is a lot of we get oh, i'm sorry i'm not trying to say ableist language i'm not this is not how i think but then you have to calm down and, say, and be like right all i gotta do is just check a couple ways i'm describing things or how i was just lazily expressing something and in fact it's forced it forces you to actually be a little more creative with how you speak like in a way it's like kind of you can you will you will evolve for the better our yeah, problems. and
3: you're you're gaining more compassion. You're getting more you're, you're being able to empathize with other people's experiences.
2: But I'm not racist, but I'm not racist. <sighs> like, okay, whoa, 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 it's okay. Yeah. That's not that's not it. That's not what we're saying. Just can but can you move forward? That's and all. have
0: compassion for yourself. Like a lot yeah. of people fucked up, a lot of people fucked up in the same way. It's not you don't have to freak out and assume that that makes you a worse person. And all of, of
2: us will mistake. continue to fuck up as people not just with how we use language just even in our lives how we interact with our loved ones and everything like we will we're not fucking perfect but overall like even in those moments you really have to be able to be kind enough to yourself to say it's like be your own you know if you have that grandparent you had a good relationship with like it's okay baby don't worry right don't worry it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay that's you got to tell yourself even if when it feels bad it's it's not gonna be that bad
1: Mm.
0: uh well, Garrison, it has been uh, a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist, man. Where can people uh, find you and follow you?
3: Um, I guess mainly uh, would be probably on on Twitter is where I do some work, various kind of extremist reporting. Um, I've also re- written a few things or helped written a few things for um, Bellingcat, this is an online investigative website. Uh, but but uh, but um, on Twitter, I'm at at Hungry Bowtie. Um, you can also check out a podcast that i helped uh make uh called uprising a guide from portland um i worked on with some other really great people including robert evans from behind the bastards um and then i guess also uh i have a few i've written and hosted a few episodes of behind the bastards yeah um so yeah you can check check those out on wherever wherever you get your wherever you get your podcasts
0: what was the what was the third wave one called it was like something about creating little nazis
3: it was like the class that made two hundred child Nazis. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. People, uh, that's a...
3: if yeah. If you want, if you want to learn how uh, a school teacher accidentally made two hundred Nazi children over the course of five days, um, check out check out the behind the behind the bastards feed.
0: Somebody needs to option that episode, turn it into a movie because I know they've tried to make movies out of it, but they've all yeah. fucked up every single one of them, and that that lays out a really good like
3: kind of yeah story of it they they made like a bad tv movie in the 80s and then they made uh they made a german film about 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 a decade ago that's actually not terrible but americans aren't going to watch a german film um (laughs) so it's yeah a very a very well we could get turned into a good movie if people knew how to make it um yeah yeah
0: is there a, a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying
3: um I did see a tweet uh, a few days ago that was a screenshot of a review of Princess Mononoke. Um that was pretty <laughs> was, that was pretty good. Um it says um if I met a girl who was raised by wolves and hated me, I would also do a bunch of stupid shit to impress her, which I feel is pretty uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> right. Um I would I I would I would yeah, I would do a lot of things to impress uh wolf girls or wolf boys or wolf yeah. people. Wolf people, um, yeah.
2: I mean, that's a, yeah, that's, that's a, one of those things, like, I don't know how I'm going to get on their radar. Right. (laughs) I I just, what do I do? I'm
3: just trying to spend more time in the forest. That's, that's been my kind of goal for 2021 is just trying to spend more time in the forest in Oregon, just because it's, it's just much healthier for my mental state. Such great forest up there. Yeah, it's, it's good.
0: Some of the best up
2: there, up there.
0: Oh yeah. Top five forest. Uh, Top five (laughs) forest, Jack, go. Oh, man. Not L.A., I'll tell you that much. There's a lot of scrub brush out here, man. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah and the scrub brush ain't bad either. <laughs> hey.
0: <laughs> Miles, where can people find you? What's tweet you've been enjoying?
2: Oh, my God. Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Gray. Also, the other podcast, 420 Day Fiance. Uh, we're talking about 90 Day Fiance. Uh, tweet I like. This is one. Shout out to Noah Goddard, who tagged me, said... I. I thought you would find this funny. And in fact, Noah, I did. Thank you because I'm not really on the Twitter too much, again, for mental health reasons, so I can continue to bring you all the laughs every day. Uh, This is from at Merman underscore Melville, Heinz Baked Jeans. And the tweet is, (laughs) kind of a bummer to have been born at the very end of the fuck around century just to live the rest of my life in the find out century.
1: (laughs)
0: Welcome to the find out century.
2: Yeah. Um, Hey, at least we got to live a little bit. Yeah, in the fuck around century, you know. Yeah, I, I grew up in the fuck around century, so just yeah. Just Sorry, Garrison. Good
3: though. for you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was Sorry. funny. I'm like, I was just Sorry thinking, about like, it, yo, ma'am.
2: peak aware. I had peak awareness at not during 9/11,
3: right? <laughs> you were yeah. not born yet. I was not born yet.
2: Shout out to you though. Jeez. I was, I was thinking about you even then.
3: That's good.
0: Some tweets I've been enjoying. At the baddest, Mitch tweeted: "The person who invented the baby pacifier must have been at wit's end." <laughs> Just like the idea <laughs> of like somebody just being like, just stick that shit in their mouth, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, fine, this oh, right. <laughs> and uh, Luisa Luisa Kite uh, tweeted would be a huge power move for Kanye to wheel out the Robert Kardashian hologram as his divorce lawyer. And you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our Footnotes. Footage. Where we link off to the information that we talked about, as well as a song that Miles recommends you listen to. Uh, Miles, oh,
1: what
2: is today's recommendation? A, look, we're talking about we're talking about instrumental music. Now, this is a little bit different than what Garrison is talking about. Like, I know there's just solid instrumental music, fantastic instrumental music. Producers who would go out there, minds making beats and wonderful compositions with real instruments. But there's also this thing in Japan. And it's, it's like it's all over But in Japanese uh, There's a genre We call BGM Background music Okay mm. And it's just shit That plays That is It's not It's not really meant To get too much Of your attention It's just there To be a fucking Like a wallpaper mm. You know what I mean So I listen to a couple of Different playlists Like one's just like A coffee lounge And it's just a little piano A little samba A little three piece thing And the The tracks are nice, they're easy They don't distract, and if you have like a little speaker, or something, play that shit all day And I'm telling you, it will raise your mood So this is a track from The album Coffee Lounge From the artist Cafe Music BGM Channel on Spotify (laughs) And this track is called Wild Steam Okay, and this is just some straight BGM background music, like back in the day In Japanese hotel rooms, they used to have like built-in radios in the nightstands that were between like a twin bed type room and there would be a button or a knob that said BGM
1: oh, so really? you could just literally crank up
2: your BGM up or down just for the vibes. It was never really like good music. It was just vibes, you know and not like like reggae vibes like straight up piano jazz vibes but I love it. So That's what I check love. Check this one out. Yeah. yeah.
0: Alright. We suggest you go check that out. The Daily Zyka is a production of iHeartRadio for more podcasts from iHeartRadio. Visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.